Westchester Talk Radio is broadcasting live. News, trends, and more. No one knows Westchester County better than we do. We are Westchester Talk Radio. Good day. Welcome to Westchester Talk Radio. I'm John Marino. We are produced by Shark Creative, made possible by Robeson Oil, the house that service built. By Lipolis Electric, don't be left in the dark, get Lipolis. By Hightower Westchester, managing your wealth to a fiduciary standard. By White Plains Hospital, by Michael Labriola, landscape design and construction of Armand. And by Tompkins, Medipac Bank. Here on Westchester Talk Radio, what's happening in the lower Hudson Valley? We are joined by Westchester County Department of Health Commissioner, Dr. Sherlita Amler. Dr. Amler, thank you for returning again with us on Westchester Talk Radio. Seems like every time we get together, a new variant crops up. This time it's the Omicron variant first detected in South Africa. What do we know about Omicron so far? Well, unfortunately, it's been identified in more than, I think, 57 countries and uh, more than 20 states. And we have had, um, you know, a case here in Westchester and several cases in the state of New York. Um, so there's more that we don't know than we really do know. Um, so I think the, the things that are most concerning to us is, um, you know, is are the vaccines that everyone has taken for COVID, are they going to be continue to be successful in preventing disease? Or will this virus be able to escape the protection that vaccines have provided? And, you know, what are the symptoms going to be like? Um, it's what we're hearing right now out of South Africa is the symptoms may in people who are vaccinated, maybe milder than Delta, but we don't know that for certain yet. So it's gonna take a couple of weeks before we know really what kind of symptoms to fully expect, how serious is this going to be? But the one thing that uh, seems to be very apparent is for individuals who are vaccinated, uh, they seem to, even if they get uh, COVID with the Omicron variant, seem to be um, weathering it fairly well, you know, without severe disease, hospitalization, and death resulting. So I think it just is a reminder to everyone um, that if they haven't been vaccinated, they need to get vaccinated. And if they still need their booster to get their booster. And just, just today, I think it was announced that the FDA has lowered boosters down to 16-year-olds for Pfizer. So it was 18-year-olds and now uh, 16. So if you have a child who's 16 to 17 years of age, they're now eligible for their booster if it's been more than six months since they got their second dose. We've seen from certain corners about Omicron, it seems like, I don't want to say certain corners are trying to sweep it under the rug, but it seems like, to me at least, too many people are saying, well, look at the symptoms in South Africa and other places around the world are not too serious. People aren't getting that sick. But I think you bring up a really interesting point that there's more we don't know about it yet. It's still brand new than what we do know about it. I understand people trying to want to get back to the way we used to live two years ago, but seemingly that's not possible just yet until we learn much more about Omicron. Well, I mean, you can just take our case counts right now. 
uh, to kind of debunk the theory that everything is back to normal. Um, today in Westchester, uh, well, it would have been yesterday's counts for positivity. So we had 568 positive cases of COVID in Westchester County reported to us yesterday. That is triple the number that we were seeing before Thanksgiving. So case counts are going up. Is that Omicron? I don't know yet. Is it just people getting together for Halloween and Thanksgiving? I don't have an answer to that at this point, but definitely the numbers are going the wrong direction, uh, which is very concerning to, uh, you know, to us in public health and should be concerning to everyone. Mm -hmm. And it could be two people getting together Christmas shopping in the malls a lot more than what they did a year ago. Absolutely. Because, I mean, we all know that we're tired of this disease. We are so over COVID. But as I've said before, unfortunately, COVID's not done with us. And you see, you know, when I go out shopping, I see no one in a mask. But now Governor Hochul is, is um, putting into place a mask mandate. I believe it's going to start Monday. That's going to require people to wear a mask in, you know, public venues and um, uh, and establishments, um, unless that venue has a vaccine requirement to enter. So um, I think that's probably in response to the rising numbers that the state is seeing. Mm -hmm. Now, the MU variant from South America came around a few months back. We were warned to be on the lookout for it, to be extra vigilant about it as we've been, about Delta, about Omicron. Has MU, the mu variant, as it's called specifically, has that advanced to any worrisome stage or has that slacked off, basically? Well, the MU, it kind of peaked in June and hasn't really been a factor at this time. Um, it was found in about 40 countries, but it was only associated with about 1% of the total cases. Um and so initially it was categorized as a variant of concern by the World Health Organization, but I believe it's no longer classified that way. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, um, Omicron has kind of uh, come up on the horizon, but Delta is still the primary variant that we're seeing in this country. It's still the dominant vari variant, but, you know, it does have to concern you a little bit that Omicron has been able to take a foothold uh, given how um, how transmissible Delta is. And so the concern is, is it more transmissible than even Delta? And again, only time is going to tell us that for certain, but it certainly is, is um, you know, a little bit uh, worrisome. Mm -hmm. Now, less than 6% of the African continent is vaccinated. To me, that's an astounding number. I'm going to guess that it is for you tune for health officials at this point, a year into vaccinations. How do we get more people in the more vulnerable spots around the world? How do we get them up to speed vaccination wise? Well, I think that, you know, that's uh, that problem's a little bit higher than my pay grade. But uh, I think the real issue is just availability of vaccine. I mean, these countries that are uh, largely some of them impoverished, um, just don't have the financial wherewithal. And uh, other countries have, such as the United States, have donated large amounts of vaccine to these countries. But you also have to have the infrastructure in the country 
to put the vaccine that you get into the arms of people. And here in, in Westchester, I mean, we know what that takes to do. It's tremendous amount of staff time. It's, you know, having qualified people. It's not as easy as just getting the vaccine to the country. You still have to have a mechanism to reach out to people in very remote areas, wherever they are. Uh, and these vaccines have really rigid uh, refrigeration and freezer requirements that make it very difficult. So I kind of understand why, the, why they are having problems and I don't think there's an easy solution, but hopefully uh, things will continue to improve. Mm -hmm. Now, we have a travel ban in effect from a number of African countries. Governor Hochul a week ago instituted in New York State a state of emergency and putting for now a ban on elective surgery statewide. Some say she overreacted. Some say she did the right thing in possible anticipation of what Omicron might bring. And we don't want to get into the situation where we were in 2020, where we were pretty much out of hospital beds at one point. Is there a happy medium to be reached in between both sides of overreacting maybe, or maybe underreacting just a bit? Well, I think what they're trying to do here is to keep availability of hospital beds for those that really need it. And the uh, elective surgery ban is, is really only for hospitals that are less, have less than 10% capacity. And so they're trying to, you know, in those hospitals that have a uh, few available beds, they're trying to hold on to those beds for people who really, really need it. Now, we will hope that things stabilize and that our hospitals will, we will not go back to the days when, um, you know, there were not available hospital beds. Um, but that all depends on the numbers. And one of the good things we can say is that even though, even though our numbers are increasing, our ho hospitalizations have not increased to the degree they did when we were at these numbers before. And I think that's largely because we know that people who are fully vaccinated tend not to get serious disease, tend not to be hospitalized. So that in itself is a reason for people to listen to the message and understand that we are trying to protect our hospitals, trying to keep people from getting seriously sick, from needing hospitalizations and trying to maintain available hospitalizations and how we do that is through vaccines. And so if you haven't been vaccinated, I can't say this enough times, please get your vaccine. If you need a booster, if it's been more than six months, please get your booster. Dr. Sherlita Amler is the Westchester Commissioner of the Department of Health. Dr. Amler, how do you answer people who say, and I had someone say this to me a couple of days ago, someone who I know is I hate to call her an anti-vaxxer. She doesn't get her vaccine because of religious reasons. I can understand and respect that. And she said to me, come on, John, this is going to be something like the flu and the common cold every year. And we have to learn to live with COVID and you have to learn how to live with it, too. How do we answer somebody like that? Well, I don't think we have enough information yet to know if COVID is going to become endemic in our in our society, uh, like influenza. And so some people think that, you know, we will eventually just take a shot for it every year like we do the flu. I think only time will tell us that. But I think the important words that you said there is, are we going to live with this? And I hope everyone 
lives through this this pandemic. And so how do we maintain our health? And again, it goes back to the fact that the only thing that we have going for us besides masking and social distancing and avoiding crowds is vaccines. So if you're not vaccinated, you really have to be extremely careful where you go and what you do. And we know that people who are vaccinated are less likely to to get COVID. So children who are vaccine eligible age who are exposed to COVID aren't required to, uh, to quarantine at home. They are allowed to continue to go to school and get their education. I think that's very, very important. A lot of venues won't allow you in if you're not vaccinated, but that's a decision people have to make for themselves. They have to decide whether they want to not attend things that require vaccines, um, if they want to be quarantined, if they have an exposure. And um, those decisions are largely on them. But the safest thing to do uh, for your health is to get the vaccine. Right before we sat down, I ran into a neighbor on the street and she didn't have her mask on. And I did. And I pulled my mask down and I said, hey, where's your mask? Don't jump the gun. And she started to laugh. And I know she's fully vaccinated. Her entire family is, too. Should we be gathering in large groups with family, friends this holiday season like we did for Thanksgiving a few weeks ago and like we did pre-COVID style, too? Or are we jumping the gun here? Well, we we know our numbers have tripled since before Halloween. So there is a risk in going to large gatherings. And so I think it depends on your personal health. I mean, somebody who is older, somebody who has immunocompromising medical conditions, uh, who knows that if they get COVID, it might not, it might not be a good outcome, has to think a lot harder about this decision. And then it depends on where are you going. I mean, if you're going to a small family gathering and everyone is vaccinated, had their boosters, and there's an agreement in in the family, if you're sick, you're going to stay home, you're not going to come. And if there's going to be anybody there that you have concerns about, everybody makes the decision before we go, a couple of days before the event, we're all going to go get tested. So we'll know our COVID status. There are ways that you can do these things in a relatively safer manner. I won't say safe. I will say safer manner. And so, like I said, that would be if you're ill, do not go to a family event. If you have concerns, go get a COVID test. Please be vaccinated and, and have your boosters. And, you know, if any any other concerns, there's always a, the additional uh, measures of you know, masking and trying to social distance and keeping the numbers of people in attendance small. You bring up the words you use make me think of something specific. And that specificity is how accurate are home COVID tests? I know those who say, well, I might get a false positive. That's my biggest worry. Might screw up my life for two weeks. So why do that? Well, I'm much more concerned about the people who get a false negative. And unfortunately, antigen tests are just not as accurate as a PCR test. And so um, like uh, uh, some of the home test kits come with two, two actual tests. And so the idea is you take a test today and then in a day you take a second test. So you're kind of making certain that that test 
was relatively accurate. And uh, so there's uh, that's a little bit better than just taking a simple single antigen test and, and assuming that all is well. Um, but you know, if you are having any symptoms at all, I would definitely uh, you know suggest that you get a PCR. Um, it's not that difficult to. There's tests everywhere. I mean, a lot of the pharmacies are doing tests. Westchester Medical Center is still doing COVID tests. Uh, if you go onto our website, you can find a link that will, um, you know, help you find someplace close and convenient to you. Uh, most of these tests are still free. Um, so if you go onto our link, which is www.westchestergov.com backslash health, you know, you can uh, find both sites to uh, get tested and sites for vaccine. Mm-hmm. Now, here we are in December. Christmas is two weeks away. What are your best holiday and flu season, holiday, COVID, and flu prevention tips into the winter? Well, you know, last year, interestingly enough, when we were social distancing and masking and avoiding large groups, we didn't see flu, really. It was a, a, a relatively, I mean, probably the quietest flu season I've ever had uh, in the time that I've been in uh, in medicine. But already we are starting to see flu cases this year because people are, you know, are getting out more. And um, so flu is back. You can get your flu shot on the same day you get your COVID shot. You do not need to wait. It's perfectly safe to get them together. They'll just put one in one arm and one in the other arm. And and then, you know, that does increase your um, protection. Just a reminder that on a bad flu year, about 30,000 people in this country can die from plain old regular run-of-the-mill flu. And um, so getting both, uh, you know, is a, a really good idea. And um, again, you know, just back to all the things that we talked about before, um, especially um, getting tested. And now a lot of labs can actually do a test that covers both flu and COVID at the same time with the same specimen. So you can ask, you know, is is this test going to tell me both if I have COVID and flu? Uh, Because there are multiplex tests that uh, test more than for more than one virus. Mm-hmm. How do we respond to people who say, and I've had a number of people say this to me, these are people who will not go get their vaccine. Oh, come on, John, look at how far down the flu numbers have been the past two years. They just tell everybody they have COVID now when maybe they just have the flu. And I had the flu three or four times the last few years. Maybe it was COVID and I've lived through all of it. So what's the big deal? Well, you know, unfortunately, people tell me, used to tell me all the time, I've never had a flu shot. Um, you know, I never got the flu or, um, and, you know, and, and nothing bad has ever happened to me. Well, both with COVID and with influenza, you know, if you get a bad outcome, if you end up in the hospital, if you die, you don't get to say, wait a minute, time out. I meant to get my shot. I want to mm-hmm. redo that. I mean, you know, that, that decision is done and you don't get to go back. So it's always better, I think to prevent disease than it is to try to treat disease. And so by taking your flu and your COVID vaccine, hopefully you never have to experience either of those infections. And we can, we can for influenza, we can immunize 
children as young as six months of age and up. Of course, still for COVID, you know, um, we're not down to those age groups yet, but hopefully we will be at some point soon. But certainly for very young children, there is a, a vaccine. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, for mm-hmm. influenza. I mean, yeah, for influenza. And I'm glad you brought up uh, the part about you don't get to call a timeout. And I know I've mentioned this before in talking with different people. A long time, long ago, colleague of mine who was pretty well known and nationally on radio and TV now, Farrell Levitt, who has his real name and his on-air name, Dick Farrell, who was a Long Island radio colleague of mine back in the 80s. And then in Westchester in the 90s, I was at WFAS. He was at WBIP in Mount Kisco at that time. And he was very much an anti-vaxxer. He came down with COVID. He passed away a couple of months ago. And he made national news upon his passing because in the final weeks before he knew that he was in all likelihood not going to beat COVID at that point, he said, I made a big mistake. Go get a vaccine. He did not get to call a timeout. And I think the biggest case we can make for vaccines is that more than 5 million people have died around the world. I'd rather take my chances with a vaccine, even if I get some kind of a reaction, than take my chances against COVID, which I know that given my druthers, I would not have to try to beat that. And odds are I may not beat it. I absolutely agree with you. You know, this is the premise that the tenets that public health is built on that, you know, We do whatever we can to prevent disease from occurring because it's always so much better to prevent disease than it is to treat it. And that's just the line of work that public health is in. It just makes a lot more sense. Now, besides your website, obviously, listing places where you can go get tested and also where you can get vaccines countywide. Give us the website one more time, all contact info any pertinent phone numbers and social media too, which is key in helping to fight COVID, helping to fight the spread of COVID. And maybe one day we can knock it all out. So um, you you can go to westchestergov.com backslash health. We have facebook.com backslash W-C-H-E-A-L-T-H department. So Westchester County Health Department. That's for our Facebook. Twitter.com backslash WC Health Department. Uh, Our phone number is 914-813-5000. And our clinic line number is 914-995-5800. So, you know, we're we're out here. We're always happy to answer questions for people. you know, we, we just want everyone to have a wonderful, healthy and happy Christmas. We want to get into the next year. And uh, we also look forward to the world getting back to normal. But, you know, the only way we do that is is um, the things that we've talked about. One thing that I forgot to mention earlier, and that is uh, the boosters for Johnson & Johnson. And there are a number of people who got Johnson and Johnson when we thought that a single dose was uh, enough to provide protection. But now they realize that Johnson and Johnson single dose, uh, the immunity wanes. And um, so people who got Johnson and Johnson need to go, if it's been more than two months, they need to go and get a booster. You can get a booster with Johnson and Johnson, or you can choose to get a booster with Pfizer or Moderna. And for people who had COVID, 
they had the natural disease and feel like, hey, I had the disease. I don't need to get vaccinated. Unfortunately, the natural immunity that the disease provides you also wanes with time. And so we would really encourage you if you've had COVID to still go get vaccinated and boost that immunity so that you don't end up with severe disease, hospitalization, or unfortunately um, that you don't die. And I think we found by now that we can mix the different types of vaccines, Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer, just let if you want to go to a place where they don't have, let's say you had Moderna the last time you go into a place where they have Pfizer, let them know you had Moderna before, although your card should say that, right? Yeah. Yeah. The card will say what, what vaccine you got. Mm-hmm. Dr. Shalita Amler, Westchester County Commissioner of Health. We thank you as always for joining us on Westchester Talk Radio. Much appreciated. Happy holidays. And let's talk again in the new year. And I hope by that time we can finally say maybe we are getting a step or two closer to back to normal. We shall see. That would be lovely. That would be Dr. Shirlita Amler here, Westchester Talk Radio. I'm John Marino, and this is what's happening in the lower Hudson Valley on Westchester Talk Radio, produced by Shark Creative, made possible by Robeson Oil, the house that service built by Lipolas Electric. Don't be left in the dark. Get Lipolas by Hightower Westchester, managing your wealth to a fiduciary standard by White Plains Hospital, by Michael Labriola Landscape Design and Construction of Armont and by Tompkins Medipack Bank. Catch all of our Westchester, Rockland, Putnam, Duchess, Orange, and Fairfield County talk radio programming on our YouTube channel, Shark Creative YouTube, and go to our app. We have one now. Download it. Take it with you. Anywhere and everywhere you go, it is called Westchester Talk. You're listening to Westchester Talk Radio. Powered by Shark Media, a division of Shark Creative. And made possible by Entergy, Indian Point Energy Center. Visit safesecurevinyl.com.